What do you want the world to know about Jacob? I want everyone to know that Jacob is a special little boy. I think every mom says that. to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Uh, we actually did that last month, but Jake, oh. I want to know, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. A little bit tired. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Did you just wake up or something? <laughs> it was a very, very brief nap, I'll have you know. I planned on taking a slightly longer nap, but I was like just browsing Reddit on my phone, mm-hmm. and then I looked and I was like, if I take a nap now it's literally 15 minutes so that's what i did i i don't think i could do it for 15 minutes i like after i ate the wawa pasta bowl i think i got the big air quotes here fettuccine alfredo with chicken um Mm -hmm. it's very filling and i just kind of like laid down afterwards at like six and i'm like i don't have to be on until seven (laughs) i could like i felt my body be like you you let us know. <laughs> yeah, just take take the wheel. <laughs> the key is if you are going to take a short nap, it has to be either super short or like within an hour and a half, which is not a short nap. Like because if you do get to the point where your body's like, "All right, time to hit REM sleep," um, and you wake up from that, that's when you get hit with sleep inertia and you feel like trash. Oof. I usually do that. <laughs> <laughs> I. I've never honestly tried to time it. Mm-hmm. It's just at some point, um, or maybe like when I've dated people, like, oh, do you want to take a nap and like snuggle? I'm like, okay, for like a little bit. But like right. my body goes down for like 30 minutes. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is pleasant. And then I wake up and I'm like, I'm bored out of my skull. I want to move. I don't want right. to disrupt anything. And yeah. I feel too warm. That's fair, I think. I used to take more naps during the day and not. Taking naps has, in general, made things better. Mm-hmm. Like um, this week, I, I played literally one session, so I'm not. No, this doesn't count as actual exercise, but Beat Saber um, over lunch because I. One thing that I'm not as much a fan of in this like work from home environment is sometimes it's much easier to work over lunch. You're not physically absent. Um, yeah. So I literally block it out in my calendar so people could don't schedule me for meetings because <laughs> we have time time zones and things, right? Um, and I'll stand up and go somewhere else, you know, if I can um, to approximate stepping away from it all. And Beat Saber is great for that because you literally are disconnected from reality. <laughs> <laughs> Into a virtual reality. It's true. Can only improve. <laughs> Unrelated, do you have any interest in like Space Pirate Simulator? Uh, Space Pirate Simulator. Oh, that's the the shooter, right? Yeah, like you're stationary. Like there's some enemy drones that kind of come in. You have 
I think in each hand you can have an option of a mm-hmm. shield, mace. Mace is actually pretty fun. And different right. types of guns. I you can have even have two shot. shields if you want to go shield bro. <laughs> right. The door meta Dark Souls video. <laughs> <laughs> Kunk. <laughs> I might. There's um I have the only uh, reticence I have towards it is I do have like a medieval combat style game where it's basically kind of like Skyrim in arenas, but full movement. So you can slash and stab and all that. And I've played it like twice because um, it, you have to like move with the, the, um, the thumbsticks on the controllers mm-hmm. and it's very disorienting. You have to like basically be completely acclimated to movement and virtual reality or do what I do and just like take Dramamine and have the little wrist guards on and like put a fan <laughs> on your face um, to try to mitigate it. Um, so it's easier to just, you know, play something that doesn't have as much movement. Okay. Because yeah. you played Beat Hazard and did you, uh, not that long ago when you were over here, right? Beat Saber. Oh, I, this is the second time I've said Beat Hazard probably. I th- this is the first time I clocked it. Ah, I have okay. played Beat Hazard as well, for the record. But uh, that's fair. Yeah. yeah, last time I was over, I played I think a song or two, and mm. then I stopped because I felt self conscious. <laughs> yeah, it is weird, right? It's kind of like standing in the Walmart store, you know, doing like using Wii controls or like iToy or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. The day. It's weird, but it's honestly not weird to everybody else. It's like, yes, you kind of do look ridiculous, but we all have already acclimated to seeing somebody look ridiculous in VR. Right? I mean, were you guys at least watching the song play out on different yeah. screen? Okay. So we had the, um, unfortunately <laughs> we have the Oculus. Um, so, uh, Oculus quest, I should say there's different Oculus headsets and, uh, you can have it on your phone. So it, there's just an app basically that connects up to the phone and you can just view the screen and whatever the person's doing on that. What I would love to do, and it might require like upgrading to a different headset at some point is get like the HDMI hooked up. Like I have for the uh, PlayStation four and switch so that we can just like have the projector for what's happening in front on the, like on the wall. Oh yeah. While the person's in VR in the middle of the room, that would be really cool. So you as a specter are like, why doesn't the person just take off the heads and look at the fucking wall, idiot? Yeah, right, right, nah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that wouldn't work. <laughs> Motion <laughs> controls. <laughs> What's funny is I had a moment <laughs> where I was like, maybe that could actually no, help with the motion sick. No, you're literally taking the virtual reality <laughs> aspect out. Although if you had like the lighthouses, the remote sensors for it, it might actually work depending on how you had the headset set up. It would be pointless. Don't do that. It, it would be as far as like when you're in VR, like it literally, it's all encompassing. Mm-hmm. So that really helps with how it's displayed. Yeah. I don't know if that would translate to a wall so much. Yeah. At the very least, you would lose all the cool immersion, which is the point of VR. So. Also, isn't that a Rolling Stones song? Anyway, um, the point of VR, <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> they were very ahead of their time. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jake. So as mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure you've been super excited about uh, last month. We did a kind of expose on me, my deep, yeah. dark secrets. So 
thought I would get you back this month with a yeah. Jake episode. It was a lot different than the way you usually expose yourself to others. So <laughs> None of that has really stuck yet. So until it's proven in court, it is hearsay. That's fair. That's fair. So but yeah, sorry. <laughs> Let me just interrupt your literal transition. I mean, if, if you had about. a question for yourself, by all means. Um, no, I really don't. I don't think. I figured we could start light and then get into your deep, dark secrets. <laughs> right. I didn't have as much in the way of Facebook or MySpace research. Mm-hmm. Um, I did do a dark, a deep dive on your Facebook briefly oh, for, no. a, for a single question, <laughs> uh, but we'll get to that later. That's fair. So let's start out with who is Jake? What what are your hobbies? This is actually pretty easy for me because I've like had to do onboarding where we do the roundtable introduce yourself thing recently. Mm-hmm. So my hobbies include... So I worked for the company for six years. Um, no, it's, <laughs> uh, my hobbies are definitely tabletop games in a digital format now. Although uh, I still accept and love when people send me books, um, particularly Ian. Thank you Ian, for sending me a lot of books. Um, but tabletop games, for sure. Massive part of my life. Um, uh, playing video games, obviously. In general, I think that that's pretty well established at this point, unless this is your first episode. Um, and crap, I was going to say podcasting. That's the other thing I usually include in the get to know person <laughs> section. I, I'm like, well, it's I definitely have a more of a hobby than a, a business. Yeah, right. Um, but that one's another implicit here. So I guess like the podcast actually has pretty big cross section of my life. <laughs> um, and other than that, I don't know, really. I guess that's most of it. Oh, there's one you missed, but I also have that on the list for later. Um, I have here jacket question mark. Jacket question mark. Oh, where's the name come from? Or just jacket question mark and fill in the rest. Well, So for anybody who's unaware, Jake has had the alias jacket online, and I think Mm -hmm. it's used a couple other places as well. Mm -hmm. I was just... Yeah. (laughs) If you get too specific with it, I I was like, and we'll leave it there. Um, So where did this come from for you? Uh, Part of it was uh, early days of internet. I found um, a lot of convenience in having one pseudonym pretty much everywhere and i picked one that was uh i literally made it when i was like 13 or something for a text-based game um called a world called hollow it's still around apparently but um and it was uh, a name i'm not going to say because it would defeat the whole point of it (laughs) but uh, i used it like everywhere and i used it for all these social media sites and i used it for like signing up for all these forums and things like that i reached a point in my life where i was like do I actually want all of that to follow me forever? No. So it was a necessary pseudonym change. Um, and I took Jacket, which is the nickname of the protagonist from, um, or fan name for the protagonist of Hotline Miami. And the reason I picked it is because it's got like a nice curvature to the name. It's two syllables, which is very convenient for callouts. Um, and also just looks cool. I want to ask about the curvature of the name jacket. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? So like the J. So if you were to like draw a line from the beginning of the font up to the top, you kind of like have a slope up the J 
basically that leads into the center of it. And A is a perfect connective letter. Um, and it just, it looks really good. Like just write it out on the keyboard. If are we, you are we talking listening. caps here? Uh, caps is best. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it just, it looks complete to me. I like it. It's, it's like packet with a J. <laughs> yes. It's very, very similar. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. I, I, I think that it's, it's easy to say pretty much everyone knows how to say it. And the other important aspect was, um, you can do a lot of weird things with the spelling, uh, to get a unique identifier in a game or whatever. Um, and, uh, the other nice thing is it's not unique. So, uh, if you search for jacket online, <laughs> good luck, you'll never find me because, it's super common, like you know, right? Um, and I wanted to move away from having a really easily unique search for this one word, and you will find exactly who this person is named. And that's what it was before. Yeah, there's definitely uh, something you don't want of being like, "Hi, my name is Dave. Full name and address. Uh, right. Find yeah. me here." I'm like, oh, it's really easy to look you up from yeah. all the other users. But it's also cool, like, if you find somebody else who is a jacket, you're like, hey. Yeah, yeah. I've had that happen a couple times in Overwatch, and it's like, you know what's up. Well, we whenever we play Overwatch, if there's a somebody just named Jake playing, we're like, ah. <laughs> right. <laughs> what a loser. He's <laughs> his first name. His name's not Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but now it is, it is cool. Okay. I think. Obviously. I hope so, I right? Mean, <laughs> I like it. Uh, I also like that you stuck with it thematically. And I think you still have the Letterman jacket from yes. Hotline Miami too. This is uh, one set of paraphernalia that I collect. Mate, I see that makes it sound like I have drug paraphernalia and I don't. Well, it, it just sounds ominous in general because you said one set of paraphernalia. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. The other paraphernalia is like D&D stuff. But yeah, I've got the um, I've got several posters for it. Um, and uh, the the Letterman jacket, like you said. Could you show the audience? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> One person who briefly looks at their phone like, what? Um, what? <laughs> it's just like the picture, <laughs> the custom picture <laughs> for the episode. <laughs> Look at that. That's that's the Leatherman jacket. I mean, we could. You let me know what you're, what you're okay with. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a link to the place where I got it. <laughs> if you want to look like Jake. Oh, my God. This is the start of the Jake collection. It'll first mm-hmm. be jackets, and then it will eventually get down to socks. Then I probably shouldn't link like the third-party site that I'm completely unaffiliated with, where you can buy it. Instead, I should host it myself. Look, we'll do a joint link. It's called Into the AM. Um, mm-hmm. You'll look like one of us for sure. Actually, I'm going to send you this link, and it would be funny to just use this and pretend that it's me. I realize this is disruptive. I'm going to talk to fill some of the dead air since this is an audio based episode. I mean, if you think Jake looks like vanilla ice and you haven't <laughs> seen any of our videos. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You should just crop it off. So it's just like the, the person's head's not there. It's just the torso <laughs> with the logo. If only I knew people who knew how to use Photoshop. Yeah. I mean, you don't need Photoshop for that. Paint paint will do fine. <laughs> <laughs> Click and drag <laughs> Mm-hmm. don't even take out like the uh the alpha background as well just like slap it on top different background absolutely perfect yeah 
All right, I got got more here for you. Sure. What is your favorite game genre? Ooh, genre. Hmm. That's tough. So I'm thinking of this from the type of like, like Souls Leg could be a genre. Yeah. FPS, JRPG, mm-hmm. Factory. It's not JRPG. I can I can I can honestly answer this in reverse. I think I enjoy JRPGs, but I don't play them that often, and it's so much commitment. Not JRPG. At one point, it might have been FPS for a while, but I honestly don't play FPS all that much um, anymore. Definitely not sports. Souls like is a very high contender, which should surprise no one. Um, for just how sheer immersive they are, and otherwise maybe like action RPG or um, you know something like a even then Diablo not really probably Souls like yeah I'd go with I would go with Souls like we'll go with the vanilla answer that everyone expects because it's probably true. I like how you had ARPG as a contender and then you're like I don't really play that much Path of Exile. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, definitely a path fix. I did play a last epic, though. But the, the deciding, list, but the deciding factor for me here is literally in the pregame for this episode. We were talking about like how we don't play that many games anymore. Mm-hmm. I was like, I kind of feel like playing Dark Souls too. You know, that was the one that came up. So I'll I mean, do it. I support it. I'll watch. I'll watch you play. So that I, <laughs> so that I don't have to play it. I can just live vicariously through you. You're just kind of like you're. You're like the one dad from the previous generation who like kind of still has a problem with gay people but you have a gay son and you're like ah i'll try to support him it's just gay porn nonstop, (laughs) right (laughs) dad i can get other things for my birthday (laughs) (laughs) but but you're gay uh (laughs) right i thought you people like this stuff. <laughs> Anytime you have to say in a sentence, you people, uh, you yeah. know you've made the right call. So, Because uh-huh. you're acknowledging their personhood. That's the key. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake, was a pretty gay answer. But yeah, we'll, yeah. Go, with, we'll go with Souls-like. Mm-hmm. What is a great game or great game soundtrack that we actually haven't really mentioned on the podcast? Ooh. Okay. Game or soundtrack. I think we tend to hit the soundtracks. Usually we highlight it if there's an exemplary soundtrack. Um, that's usually in an episode though, right? Something yeah, that we have that's covered. That's true. Yeah, I guess something we haven't really covered. Um, I really like... Did we do... Do we have an episode on Risk of Rain? No. Um, I like Risk of Rain soundtrack and some of the 8-bit stuff like that, like um, Faster Than Light. Although we hadn't, we had an episode on Faster Than Light. You can go back and listen to it. Um, the a game, maybe uh, Stalker. Probably, I would probably say Stalker. I don't know if I'm too familiar with Stalker. It's it sounds it's like named, a an older FPS game. Yeah, it is. It's uh, so Stalker Shadow of Chernobyl was the first one, and it's really dumb because there's a period between every letter in stalker and it's capitalized making you think it could perhaps be an acronym. It's not out of the universe or in the universe. It doesn't, it's not an acronym for anything, (laughs) but they just stylized it as such. I guess kind of like, I was going to say kind of like fear, but first encounter assault recon is what fear stands for. So like that doesn't work, but super janky game, uh, but has some of the early survival 
like feel towards it that I think has made a massive surge since then, you know, games like Daisy or whatever, uh, where you're going off and gathering stuff and trying to trying to make it. So you actually have like some meters you have to take care of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you get to craft some things and explore. Yeah. A lot of everything's trying to kill you and you make a mistake and you die. It's Russia, right? So Mm. it's basically (laughs) modern day Russia. (laughs) Um, And yeah, there was like three games. All of them were really buggy and the community had to fix those. And that's like, that's just like a, a sonar echo ping in the night to me it's like here's a crappy game that's borderline unplayable and i'm like oh boy (laughs) so so bethesda fan oh yeah oof yeah oh yeah oh you know what um but bethesda games do have good music the elder scrolls has a lot of really good yeah you you really can't knock skyrim is the only one i can really think of as far as what i remember from soundtrack yeah Mm mm-hmm but also, I do want to give credit to Risk of Rain soundtrack, which you did first mention. Yeah. Chris Cthulhu. Chris Cthulhu. Um, I think it is Cthulhu. Yeah. Like that was. No, no one knows who he is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's done besides Risk of Rain, but I really yeah. do enjoy the kind of ambient. I don't even know what the genre is. Yeah. Ambient, spacey, but then like it builds as the game gets more crazy. Yeah. And it's good for the different areas. I don't know. It just fits. Yeah, I I recently have had the difficulty of like trying to determine because I I like filter out music for Cyberpunk Red the RPG I run, and uh, I have to like put those in buckets. So I'm like I'm listening to like a synth track and I'm like this is kind of low BPM, ambient, and it's like here's a synth track slightly higher BPM and there's like a little bit of vocals and I'm like club ambient <laughs> and then there's one that's like much like more upbeat and i'm like this is definitely combat this has to be combat and then it's even more upbeat than that and it's like boss fight <laughs> and that's like what i have to do while i'm going through all these tracks but it's fun to do because you just get to sit there and listen to music on spotify but it's true have you ever done um like played through a game soundtrack on audio surf Ooh, probably maybe not a full soundtrack but Definitely some standout tracks. Um, I must have attempted through the fire and the flames. That's the the generic answer, right? Where you just move your mouse back and forth like crazy, <laughs> right? Um, but uh, man, it's been a while since I played Audio Surf. Yeah, it's old. Like I think when we were in college, it was still a couple years old. Yeah, but I do remember there was one time I was doing a, an English paper. And they're like, oh, you should review something for one of your papers. And it mm-hmm. could be like a movie, uh, an album or something. I'm like, oh, a new album came out from a band that I like. Let me play through it. So I'm literally forced to experience it. Yeah. And then I wrote stuff on my feedback. That's that's a good idea. I really like that. I do like <laughs> taking it back to Beat Hazard, which I definitely intended <laughs> to say. I like that genre of game where it's just like you have like an OST or something. Drop it in here. And you get like the dark side of the mood moon experience of listening to something while you know doing whatever, like um, <laughs> like listening to Dark Side of the Moon while watching uh, Paul Blart and Malcolm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I'll have to check Paul Blart out. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Recommend it. I've never seen it. <laughs> 
how do you think people view you? Hmm. Ooh, that's. I can tell that we've 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 started the gradient into It'll, more serious questions. It, it it will bounce back. It's not all serious stuff. And also, if there's something you don't want to delve into, or is, no, I mean, I think this is a this is a, this is a good introspective question. That's a great question to ask people. Um, that's the, why I put it here. Ah, excellent, excellent. I think like. I, I want to go meta with the question and instead I'm just going to try to answer it okay. and then we can go meta with the question. But like, I hope people view me as like friendly and uh, reliable to some degree in certain things that matter. <laughs> like in things that matter. I realize I did a lot of hedging there, but like, a bit. I'm a little bit lazy. I don't think that's, you know, on, that shouldn't be news, you know, to people, but um when I think someone something really matters to someone and I make a commitment to it, I try to fulfill that commitment. Um, but mostly I want to just, I hope that people like enjoy being around me or talking to me for the most part, as long as I like them, uh, everybody else. I don't really care so much. <laughs> um, Sorry, listeners. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I've, I, there's reasons I haven't reached out, let's be honest. Um, but no, I mean, honestly, it's maybe simplistic, but I hope friendly, um, and encouraging. If I got, if I had those two adjectives, like for my life, just like, you know what? Net positive. I'd be like, nice. (laughs) I've accomplished, I've accomplished what I aim to set out, uh, for, you know. Well, I mean, after we record this episode, I, I can show you the numbers as I asked everybody individually. Oh, oh no. So, <laughs> <laughs> Just come back here, put the, the knuckle sound exactly right here. That's fine. I'll, I'll put the numbers in, in the edit. Oh, okay. But no, I, I think that tracks. Yeah. Like, I think you're a friendly, sociable person. Mm-hmm. And I say sociable, not social. Because mm-hmm. like, I don't think that's your your niche or like where you feel the most comfortable. But when people like talk to you, it's about like games or other stuff or if it's other stuff outside of games, like, as I've said, mm-hmm. like you're a great person to talk to. Um, you have good insights on things. Like nobody thinks of you and you're like, ah, he's kind of a cunt. Like that's, <laughs> that's not your vibe. <laughs> there may be one person. <laughs> the, they're the anti, they're like the, um, the antagonist in my backstory. <laughs> they're chasing me down right now. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm going to steal your answer. So just cut whatever I said out and then take your answer and put it in there. I will definitely <laughs> do that in the edit. Smiles yeah. at camera. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else, any like elaborating to any point beyond that just feels like, uh, like ego masturbation <laughs> yeah, just like, you're getting into and i'm like, a great freaking person you're getting into like reasons of like and here's why i think that i'm you know. <laughs> right yeah do you have any really cool accomplishments inside or outside of gaming Ooh, hmm there's one time i was playing prey and i did a purposeful no clip skip to grab an objective that's hidden in out of, an out of bounds area um, out of the level geometry and then it's supposed to be warped up uh, into someone's inventory later that was that was it that was the peak because um, I grabbed the item and then I completed the 
I'm going to use, I have like multiple sets of air quotes around this speed run strat. Um, and it felt pretty cool. Nice. Did you have to try a lot or did you look up like a thing? Well, I, I looked it up before. I didn't figure it out. Okay. <laughs> That's, that, would, that would be an actual accomplishment. I wasn't sure if you were just like going into this one corner repeatedly. Like yeah. QA probably missed something. It, it is a QA missed something. You have to mantle. Like there's a door frame and the top of it juts out a little bit. And you can jump up and grab the top of the door frame and like mantle. If you get the right angle just right, you mantle out of bounds. Um, trying to climb over the door frame and then drop into the abyss. Oh my god! <laughs> and if you if you pull it off properly, then um, you don't die. And if you pull it off incorrectly, you do die. But uh, it's a fun little skip. Nice. I used it to get some of the achievements. If you have me on Steam, you'll see that I have prey uh, all like all the achievements for prey, and that's because of that skip. That's that's that got me through running through the game like three <laughs> times back to back. <laughs> That's impressive. I I never go for like any type of achievements. I just really like Prey. Maybe I should change my answer from Souls like to Immersive Sim. They're both really good <laughs> games, but Souls like's pretty good. Also, it just now clicked for me that when you said Prey, you meant Prey, that game we had an episode on, versus oh, yeah. what I'm thinking is like Far Cry Instincts. That's what my uh, my brain jumped to for whatever yeah. reason. I mean, yeah, that's fair. And then like outside of games, um. It's a super sappy answer, but uh, basically meeting my wife in real life and then committing to moving across the country um, is like it was the peak. I like peaked at 18 or 19. I think I was I'm pretty sure I moved at 19, um, 2000 plus miles. It seems insane to me. Even now, I have no idea. Yeah, how I, I managed to get through I it. Ma- I think I made a joke about that in your in your wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. for the listeners d- that don't know, Dave was my best man in my wedding. Was. Uh, was. <laughs> <laughs> and then the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's still pretty nuts accomplishment that like you guys were initially so remote and then met each other online and now mm-hmm. travel great distances to like meet in the eastern part of the United States. Yeah, I don't recommend it. Like it turned yeah, out she, great yeah, for me, but you do, but you can't recommend that in general, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, oh yeah, find somebody online and then move two thousand miles to be with them. Like it doesn't make any didn't make any sense. I just locked out and yeah, but um, I mean, you guys it's never gonna sorry, good and together for what is it seven years? Well, like sorry, married seven. seven years, I should say. Yeah, mm-hmm. married. Uh, I think six six and a half something like that at this point. Six years. Yeah, we've known each other for like forever. We were like fourteen. I was dumb. I didn't realize what was going on. <laughs> I was being groomed by someone <laughs> the same age as me. <laughs> Just saying nice things to you, like, what's what's their angle? <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but that'll probably be the answer forever. Like, It's nice to have something in life where it's just like, huh, that worked out. Like, just that, that one thing. Just... I really feel that like this one particular world line and all of the branching possibilities. I like that thing in this world line. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty strong contender because it's like, I love and I'm with my wife and it's been 
you've been together that long like yeah i know you guys are both gamers mm-hmm, do you guys sure. like to play a lot of games together or is something you just kind of do together separately right usually together separately i don't think we play uh many games together we had like one session of spirit fair um we played together and it's a decent game for couples i think um but otherwise i don't think we play all that many games like overwatch obviously periodically Mm -hmm. if i'm playing overwatch there's zero percent chance that she's not also playing overwatch but she has like ten thousand hours in that game (laughs) yeah she's she's kind of insane at that yeah you're okay yeah but but every time you do hop on you steal play of the game from everybody else in the party yeah it's just because the game doesn't know how to like how to like where to place me against opponents because it's like he hasn't played in like three months so bronze i guess <laughs> where do you feel that you fit in in the gaming community Ooh, hmm, interesting this this question has several assumptions one that there is a structured gaming community which i think is fair um but it's open enough that like Basically, it becomes whatever you shape it to. That's so if you're true. like, this is my gaming community. That, and then that's, that's the nature of several of these questions. And every time my first response is just like analyze the question <laughs> you know, instead of answer it. I hope to answer it the way I'm interpreting it. Um, it's somewhere critical. Like, I don't think that we're games journalists by any sense of the imagination. Um but it's definitely progressed past the point of playing games purely for entertainment. Like when I play a game now and I know that we're going to be talking about it, I I'm on the lookout for like, Oh, what's the music like? What's the genre? Like what are some of the things I really like about what are standout moments that are good or bad? Um, and I think part of that as well as just growing up and not having the sheer unbridled enjoyment that you can just like jump into as a child when it comes to video games lends itself to like an edge of implicit cynicism, maybe that mm-hmm. makes you more critical um, about the positive and negative things in games. And so I hope that's, I hope that's the case also because we have a gaming podcast where we talk about games and whether they're good or not. Um, so no, I think it fits. I mean, I'm not going to say like no to any of your answers. Like right. that's wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Your I mean, I'm, I'm curious, take. though. I realize you're asking the questions, but where do you think we fit in the um, in the the gaming industry? Um, are we are we uh, just like corporate EA shills? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not throw out anything corporate and any big company names at the moment. <laughs> I, um, I was very careful of the ones I picked. <laughs> I I think of myself at least as like a gaming casual, mm-hmm. like. I'm definitely better at games than some people. I definitely have more interest in video games than some of people because it seems to be my primary hobby. Yeah. But I don't try and 100% things. I don't try and do things on hard difficulties. I'm there to have fun and have an experience. And then, like you said, for episodes, I think it's probably because of the podcast. I will look at things, even if we're not recording yeah. on a given thing. What do I like about it and why? Because mm-hmm. I want to have it shape my view on other things right why do i appreciate this this? it's like if you ever hear like a good piece of music you're like that's really good why is it good why do i like it and then you try and like look for patterns or something 
it's it's the core identity of this podcast is the fact well it's even beyond the podcast the fact that everything gets compared to dark souls it's just like it's literally here is the rosetta stone of the language of good game design and we're going to see those patterns and all these other spinoff pieces you're like i think that word means um like no save game like no save slots or i think that (laughs) word means souls you know (laughs) iframes i'm pretty sure this one is (laughs) engaging combat you can dodge my kit rolling oh yeah i'm pretty familiar with that (laughs) what if what if rolling was just just rolling and that's all it was it just changed your your physical animation nothing else about it you don't move any faster and there's no frame sonic still gets hit by a ton of things uh Hmm. Well, it would be worse <laughs> first off. <laughs> I think that would be the method. That would be like an implementation for an absolutely trash game. <laughs> I think it'd be funny to have a Sonic mod where instead of like spin dashes, it's just it's just Sonic standing the whole time. He just he just he just he like, poses but faster, you know. Ah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, play the uh, the crunch sound bites of the Sonic theme. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. How do you feel about social events such as like MAGFest or LAN party? I know those um, are two pretty stark differences. <laughs> yeah. LAN party for us is much more local, let's say 20-ish people for mm. like a day, whereas MAGFest is a weekend convention. I really don't like large events unless I'm there with friends. Like kind of for, so like one example. Um, so MAGFest in particular uh, it was a fine experience, but the memories I had at MAGFest weren't necessarily anything about MAGFest itself. It was because I was there with friends. Like, uh, I the story that came out of MAGFest was, um, like, the mix-up with RC Cola uh, in the hotel room, which had nothing to do with MAGFest. It was just because we had friends in a hotel room, right? Um, and so the answer to that is I'm not so much a fan of MAGFest environment because there's so much there i guess Mm -hmm. i I do like to buy in some of the swag though there's some really cool custom swag um but like land party is the exact opposite to me it's like a concentration of mostly people that i care about um and want to talk to and i say that makes it sound negative but i mean like uh that's actually quite the accomplishment if you walk into a room and you're like i want to have a conversation with most everyone in that room that's a great room to be in you know um, and land parties like that. So like, I love land party. Um, and part of that is, you know, I know the people, right? Yeah. Like even in the, the olden days where it's like a different smattering or like a smaller group, where it's just like, you're playing like fucking two games, right? But you're mm-hmm. there for the people. Like you're drinking, you're socializing, you're breaking off to do other stuff. And it's that communal bonding. That's nice. It's yeah. just done over the medium of video games. And for me, binge drinking <laughs> and i think like land parties um it's evolved obviously as as we get older i find there was a lot more flux in like the games that we played earlier and now it's kind of like oh we'll golf golf with your friends tournament uh, we'll have you know overwatch and then it's kind of our tf2 inaugural tf2 game um but like other than that we don't really pull in games all that often and people kind of like split off into smaller groups um, and there's much more of a 
what I as a, a kid would have called like adult interactions of people just talking, right? You're like, oh, two people just went over to um, like a counter and they're talking to each other, right? Like they literally walked into the kitchen to talk, yeah. which like as a kid was absolute absurdity. You're like, they're literally doing nothing. <laughs> like <laughs> look at them, right? <laughs> um, and as I get older, I'm like, yeah, sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really just who you're with versus what you do. And you don't appreciate it when you're young, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, all of that being said, they're still, like, just talking, not playing Super Smash Brothers, not playing, you know, Secret Hitler or some other tabletop game. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's good. It could, it could be better. It could be better. This is why whenever I see Jake, he has a controller with him. He's like, ah, this is so <laughs> Statistically, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to jump back to a question that your wife threw in, which I think is fair. Oh, my gosh. And this was something related to the hobbies that I think you missed. How many Excel sheets do you have? <laughs> That's fair. I have a lot. Um, now, to... to uh, point of clarification they're not all excel some of them are google docs sheets um but they function the same way so for the sake of the question they contribute to a lot i think i i I don't know it's innumerable because i use them for work as well but um usually if i want to get like a piece of data down like about a game a note i want to take something like that like excel is a really good medium for anything that you need to sort or I was going to say tabular rise, but that's wrong. Tabula rasa. There we go. That's when you do a control A and delete on the the Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's good. See, that's good. That's a witty. That's my one Latin joke for the day. That's, that's one good. Um, what's funny is like Richard Garriott's Tabula rasa as a video game, um, like bombed and then was canceled. Oh. So eh, it still works, I guess. <laughs> um, but a lot. I do find myself being, if a game has numbers or any part of sim aspect to it where there's some management or something like that, um, the Excel sheet comes out pretty quick. Um, I think that's not an aspect of my behavior that's likely to change at this point. I'm unlikely to reform. I had like a route in Secret World where each day you could redo missions. They would reset and I had a route that was just like, do this mission, then this mission, then this mission, then this mission, and take this route through the world to complete them for maximum rewards. I remember you playing that with uh, Monster Hunter 2. Oh, like, yeah, for gathering. Expedition hits mm-hmm. every single rock and then every single plant <laughs> collection. Oh, they're respawning? I'll go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Small monster farm. The um, can't remember the name of the location, but it's where the... Uh, Crap, uh, the rolly guy with the spikes goes down. Radabon? Radabon, yes. Rotten I, kept, I wanted it's, it's Radabon for sure. I wanted to say Robon, and I'm like, that's a Final Fantasy in PC. <laughs> that's, that's very little chance I'm hunting that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I find it, it provides a measure of enjoyment. Even like uh, Subnautica. I had a 
spreadsheet that was like a base designer where it's like, I want this many of this type of module. I want this many of that type of module. And then it just tells you all of the raw base materials you need to make it. And people would have criticized me for that. And then Subnautica Below Zero came out and I could use the exact same spreadsheet with minor modifications. Doubters. You're really planning ahead. That's the thing. Exactly. There are ways that other gamers play games and then there's the Mm -hmm. correct way to do it. Right. And I'm not sure what group I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I think you and our another friend we have, who's been on the podcast, friend of the show, uh-huh. Justin. Friend of the show, Justin, yes. <laughs> has some of that trait of uh, optimize the fun out to a degree. Yes, that is that is a term that uh, is thrown around a bit. Um, as long as you're getting something out of it. like I'm never going to look at that and say, like, wow, what a dumbass. It's just, <laughs> I, I cannot personally approach it that way. No. It's fair. And sometimes it is a waste of time because there's been times I optimize something for a game and then I stop like immediately afterwards or like in Final Fantasy's case, trying to do all these analytics for the market and things like that. And I literally got to the point where I stopped playing the game and I didn't start again once the automation was done. I like <laughs> this was my departure. This was my off ramp off ramp from the game I was making tools for it. So that's life. That is life. Still impressive, though. Mm-hmm. I probably would. I wouldn't have put personally. I wouldn't have put uh, Excel aficionado <laughs> under my <laughs> list of hobbies. But maybe that's just because it's not common to lift, list your vices <laughs> when people ask you what you're interested in. That's true. <laughs> there are a lot of yeah. things we probably could have covered that are like, "Well, here are the things I can't say on air." But <laughs> right. <laughs> do you want something lighthearted or heavier next? Let's go heavy. Let's go heavy. Heavy? Heavy. <laughs> and then Dave hit me with the glove. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have I have two kind of related questions. I think I'm going to consolidate into just the one. Okay. What would you change about your co-host? Parentheses, me. Ooh. That was, I like that and you... I, I want to say as a, as a co-host. I don't want to say like... As a person. kind of a shit. <laughs> I was like, he's a little short, I guess. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a good answer. What would I change? Hmm. This is, I have to go meta on this question just to buy myself time, I think. Because this is the definition of a toxic question, I think. Because it runs completely counterintuitive to accepting people as they are. Well, yeah. I mean, um, like, the, the cop-out answer is nothing. You're perfect. Oh, then okay. you can go like then you can go like Mimi, or you could be yeah. like, "This is the my platform to be like." I feel like you should change this. I don't know. It's, I hadn't. It's open. Consi- I hadn't considered for a second, not even a moment, that I would use the cop out answer. I wouldn't well, change thank you for explaining your thought process there, Jake. <laughs> no, um, hmm. Uh, I don't know if I can. Maybe, maybe I don't know if I can answer. That. That's a little tough. What would I change about you as a co-host within the role of this? I'm kind of content, and that makes this a difficult answer question to answer. I realize that this is going back to the cop-out thing, but like, I could evaluate different things. Maybe it was like, oh, maybe you wanted to be more entrepreneurial, and you're like promoting the podcast and things like that. But no, you've literally suggested that, and I've shot it down, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you're pretty good on that front. Um, uh, or you maybe you could be less entrepreneurial and I wouldn't need to shoot it down. But no, you only had me shoot it down once and you haven't brought it up since then. <laughs> so that's not it. Um, I feel like we honestly have a really good 
back and forth that it's difficult for me to actually, no, I got one. I got one. Um, just like interrupt me more. So it's not just so, me rambling. <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't know if you could tell from like my facial expression as soon as you said that, but I thought that no. was like the bit of like the next thing he says, fucking interrupt yeah. him. I think, I think if I were to pick one thing, maybe, maybe that would literally be it. Maybe just like, um, I, and I don't know if it's something that I would actually want to change, but specifically within the role of co-host, um, I think that the podcast is very much enriched by the thoughts that you bring um this and is, this some is... of the stuff we talk about <laughs> and it could use more of that like if we go back and we look at the graph there's plenty of episodes where it's like 60 percent 65 percent 70 percent like me through the uh audio audio spectrograph or whatever it's called um and i mean as far as balance is concerned I think that uh, I sometimes need to shut up and let you talk. <laughs> I mean, there have been times where I definitely agree with that sentiment, um, but like, not usually. Mm-hmm. I feel like we do have a good back and forth. This is obviously more of a exceptional episode because the the focus is for you to share your opinion and life experience versus me. So I'm, I'm more so want to make light commentary and jokes you just criticized me for how much i talked in your episode i get this too. I understand <laughs> it. this is this is how i was gonna get you back so uh uh-huh. yeah. that's fair um but that's the non-answer right it's it's it, it it is the actual answer but it's also like not it would require like a fundamental change in the way that you interacted with the podcast that could change your personality itself. If you were just interrupting people. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I'm, I'm not going to change that for me <laughs> just because. All right. I mean, okay, uh, fine, it's, I it's hard for me to like break out a, I don't want to say character, but mm-hmm. the way I've been my entire life is probably still the way I'll be going forward. That seems that doesn't seem like a long odds, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm going to die soon. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for your input on that. I got a little bit sappy, so I will skip the another sappy possible question. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go something a little Maple bit lighthearted. Uh, on Facebook, back in, I want to say 2015, I didn't look at the actual date, you made mm-hmm. a Facebook post that said, and I quote, food is like dark humor, not everybody gets it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely stole that from somewhere, but I stand by that. <laughs> Not everyone gets food. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a good joke. I also like that we we share the dark humor a little bit because mm-hmm. it really sucks if you were just talking in general or like making light of stuff because life is a life's a fucking mess. I don't know if you knew that, but it's nice to make fun of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to kind of get something back from it since you ultimately can't do a lot for many situations. Can't take it with and you. And to have somebody be like, well, I don't... Mm, huh. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> It's like, let's just make a joke about it and move on and try and improve the world as a whole. But like in this moment, make it a little bit lighter. Yeah. And to the opposite of that point, I think like that is literally... 
that's how you have to go through life. I think part of growing up is realizing that there's nigh, there's an incomprehensible amount of bad and good things happening at any point. And I'm not going to say that the people are miserable are miserable just because they're focusing on the bad. That's not how misery works. That's not how mental state works. You know, there's a lot of things that can be at play there, but in general, like if you look for anything to be upset about, sad about something like that, you will find it. It's not hard. Like Twitter is a website um, and a mistake. <laughs> but, like, um, that's where I think a joke like that kind of comes from is the place of, yes, there's literally starvation in the world and it's a terrible thing. We should be doing what we can to help prevent it. But there's also like cats and people are taking pictures of them and they look adorable and they put them online. And it's like to any extreme. I mean, like it's weird to, you know, put those both on the scales, but there are meaningful things that are also really beneficial and positive and to the extent that you can focusing on some of those positive things um, such as humor even if it's you know dark humor um i feel like helps it it helps uh deal with the unmitigatable um sadness that sometimes happens in life dude i kind of said it was gonna be a lighthearted question and then i immediately fucked that up and then passed the ball to you um <laughs> i mean whoops. to be fair i was the one i was the one that actually made it that serious one but all right i'm, I'm gonna try again uh-huh <laughs> we is... we have a write-in here from another friend of the show Gennaro. okay excellent how do jake and mike deal with the split custody of dave yeah it's tough um mike gets most of the sexual jokes uh, I would say probably 80, 20, um, anytime there's just gay sex jokes, it's usually Mike Dave. Um, I think I, Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how happy I am with that. You know, now that I'm saying it out loud. Maybe I should have you say you want more. more. <laughs> Pretty fair. Every time I hop on Thursday night post, podcast uh, post playing smash. smash everyone's like smash, yeah. well you were smacking smashing jake, jake for three hours I'm uh, like, yep. and i'm like nope i absolutely destroyed that <laughs> <laughs> and like 40 percent of the time it's true every time um but yeah i i think in general it's largely because we have like if we're if there's the three of us in a room it's probably the most chill room, like the temperature drops. And it's not because we're glaring at each other. It's just because the room is that chill that I couldn't really fight Mike on anything ever. Um, We literally shared an apartment and there was zero conflict. (laughs) There was at no point. uh, Like, was there anything approaching a conflict? And like, Mike's freaking great. Friend of the show, Mike. Yeah. Um, so basically, I can't argue when he's like, hey, I'm going to be taking Dave into the room. I'll be like, I guess that's fine. I'll just play video games here. <laughs> um, so you take his, you, basically, you get Mike's body. I get his soul. That's that's the key of it. So. Hmm. <laughs> I say, being, being someone who uh, I know that you guys are also close. Um, in heart and soul as well. I just, you know, cover that in my mind. I try not to see it. So 
I mean, to be fair, like you don't enjoy the sex as much if you're not emotionally connected. But that's true. It does help. So going back to D and D real quick, or okay. tabletop in general, do you consider <laughs> yourself to be a dungeon or a dragon? A dungeon or a dragon? No, the, do you prefer to be a DM or a player? Do you like to orchestrate, or do you like Ooh. to be along for the ride? They're both good, but it's truth be told. And I'm a player in several people's campaign that may hear this. <laughs> like Dun-dun. it is harder sometimes to stay completely engaged as a player compared to being a GM or a DM. Is um, that out of necessity? It's just like if you've been a GM for yeah, exactly. If you've been a GM for a while, like you can't turn your brain off in the middle of the session, like unless people are literally taking a break or just. Like, even if they're talking to each other, you have to be paying attention. Um, and usually you should be using that time to prepare something behind the scenes, uh, depending on what kind of system you're running. So it's very engaging. Whereas being a player, it's, and I, I think you may you may share my opinion on this, sometimes being a player, it's easy to just slink into the back and be like, I could do anything else. I could be doing anything else right now. And I wouldn't accuse any of the, campaigns i'm currently in of having that degree of um inactivity or not being engaging um but unless you're constantly kind of pushing yourself forward to be engaged in what's going on it's easy to slip back as a player i mean that's that that all checks out as well Mm -hmm. even the, the the poignant comment towards me from a campaign from five years ago, uh, <laughs> I've had I've, I've had you in two campaigns. Well, one of them was just one session, though. It was the um, the fate one, uh, Dresden Files. But I have I wasn't in Dresden. Uh, you were for half a session. What? <laughs> yeah, I th- was this online. It was online. Yeah, yeah. We were talking in. We were in Discord. Um, but it was hmm, very brief. It was very very brief. Um, it was a short session, and you had something come up, but. Um, it was, it takes very different, I don't know. I understand why some people don't like tabletop RPGs. Um, and I think it's perfectly valid and there's plenty of times, literally everyone I've played with would testify to this. They've been playing like a video game recently and they're kind of just sitting there and they're like, I could be playing the game. And then it's just like a drug addiction. Occasionally there's a high where it's like something terrible just happened and we have to like fix this problem. Everybody get your heads together. Like, let's figure out how to resolve this or, you know, the gunship shows up and you're like, uh, and it's, it's about that. It's about, it's about the highs more than the, the lows or even the average. I think I'm going to do a short rest and, uh, trade some (laughs) of my coin to get an extra Mm -hmm. quilt for the caravan and <laughs> that's yeah i mean you might be playing settlers of Catan. it sounds like but <laughs> uh also for the listeners because i do remember this this is um going back probably five years or so at this point um the reason dave hates absolutely hates tabletop rpgs <laughs> dungeons and dragons in particular is because he did get a critical critical hit and he did two damage I think I was wielding dual knives and uh, I effectively just lightly poked the person. <laughs> it was I would have quit too bad. <laughs> yeah. 
But then your character, while you weren't there, your character got dragged to hell. And that was a highlight for everybody else. So Yeah, so you're welcome, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the duplicity of tabletop games. That's how I get you. If I if I ever leave this mortal coil, that's how I wanna want it to be done. Dragged into hell. Dragged into hell. By chains. It was also with chains. Flaming chains. You had oh, a literal. Of course. It was like Knight Rider moment. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go down just like in a a goop or a fuzz no no, right. no chains i think literally and it's been like five years but like the line i wrote is because you were a warlock mm-hmm. uh, was your your patron and it was just like um it's like when you make a deal i expect you to keep it and then the chains just wrapped around you and pulled you down to hell it was freaking great it was a great scene people loved it i'm glad i left then <laughs> <laughs> um yeah also, shout out to Dave for including the only time that he will ever ask a question about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very That's hard. Um, that was massive sacrifice on your part, and I appreciate it. What is your biggest gaming regret slash purchase? Oh, huh. I looked through your Steam library before this. I didn't find anything too egregious. Yeah. I guess I don't know. Maybe something that I haven't played that I bought like a long time ago, because that's the definition of a waste of money. Um, but it would be hard to pick one of those that's worth actually talking about. I guess. I, I guess it's kind of nice that I don't have. Um, none of like the game purchases have been like life or death, like. <laughs> well wife's not eating food tonight because i picked up uh indigo prophecy on steam you know it's like ah that game wasn't too good i'm gonna stop playing it right so it's hard to put too much invested weight into it um nothing will tell you which one it isn't okay. while i look through the list and i i pray to find one marlo briggs <laughs> <laughs> still gotta go back and beat that huh Oh my god! Absolutely not. That was the only game that I ever got for Dave. It was literally a dollar, I think, mm-hmm. for Dave, knowing it was going to be miserable and we would have to play through it co-op. And then, despite how miserable Dave was, I still was considering quitting. <laughs> like, it was that bad of a game that the self-inflicted pain might not have been worth it. Nothing with like Fallout seventy six, Cyberpunk. Oh my gosh, um, actually, No Man's Sky. It can't be Cyberpunk because I actually put a hundred hours into Cyberpunk, and I had a lot of fun with it. No Man's Sky, not because it's actually a decent game now, but at launch, probably a mistake. Shouldn't have supported that. Fallout seventy six, a hundred percent. I regret that they made the purchase price money off of me. And I've bought some games that were probably made by not very reputable companies. <laughs> um, man, that takes the, yeah, that it seems kind of like the expected answer to say Fallout 76. But I just really wish that they had not made any money off of me for it. So that's a really good one. Yeah. I mean, I'm going with that. I look through the list. There's nothing, nothing that even comes close by comparison. I will go with Fallout 76 for that. What are you doing, Bethesda? Jeez, come on. Fallout's a great series. People love it. What are you doing? 
shitting the bed (laughs) (laughs) and then making snow angels (laughs) i like how they become snow angels not the Uh not the medium they're being shaped in (laughs) (laughs) yeah what is the game that you think got you into gaming what was that inception point where you're like oh shit this is this is a thing sonic cd yeah Mm-hmm. very very easy answer because um it was one of the few games i had as a kid i think it was like on sale at walmart which was the way to get games um and i remember one it's freaking great listen to the soundtrack there you go there's a previous answer um but uh i also remember it was the first game i played where i was sitting there at the computer i was like my tummy hurts and what i didn't realize was like if you're sitting there playing a game, looking at a computer screen and like your body's not acclimated for any of these unnatural behaviors that we subject ourselves to now, it's just like, don't do that. <laughs> like stop. <laughs> and it was literally like, Oh, I can't play the game anymore because my stomach hurts when I'm sitting here looking at the screen. <laughs> um, and I broke my body of that <laughs> like rapidly. <laughs> um, it's now condensed into that. like, a, some type of kidney stone and jake just doesn't mm-hmm. know about it yet but yeah statistically <laughs> so you're willing to push past all of that for sonic cd yeah i played it longer than i should have and it probably changed my trajectory now nah, i mean i would have played a different game honestly and fallen fallen into it but for sure um that end ocarina of time for n64 when Ooh, i got yeah. it was just my parents did not really like the the idea of video games but i must have made like just a string of lies and promises to buy my buy my way into actually having an n64 um and i remember like looking at ocarina of time i was like i can't do this till i'm done with my homeschool work for the day and then i played it anyways because i'm an absolute scumbag but you were a homeschool kid you, you, you knew about like manipulating the system more so than others yeah you gotta Got no one to uh, roll, roll them, fold them. No one to walk. I never walked. That was the <laughs> thing I <laughs> didn't do. I was only playing uh, hold them poker and go <laughs> <I feel laughs> nowhere. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Yeah. For sure. That. Actually, I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn that one on. I realize this one's about me, but I I've like done leaving the thing these open. Too much. I'm like. Should I move on to the next one or should I let him go? And then you just like you, you find extra information. I'm like, all right, we're letting it ride. We're letting it ride. Yeah. The extra information in this case is what do you have a game like that for you? Like, did we cover it in our retro games episode? Like where this was the inciting Dave is going to lose up to 40% of his lifespan in front of a screen. <laughs> um so going back, a lot of my early gaming experiences, because I didn't have any consoles or anything for a long time, but when I go mm. to see my cousins and visit them in central Pennsylvania, they had everything. Yeah. So the Game one thing, den, basement. Well, actually, it was an attic in, Ooh, in, at okay. this time. So I think their room was up on like the second floor, and then we'd go up to the attic, which was like, uh, my aunt's craft room, some storage, and then there was a TV with like Super Nintendo, Nintendo, some other stuff. 
mm-hmm. but we'd go up and play Mega Man X. But like we'd play really late into the night. This is back before I could do that without caffeine or anything. Yeah. And now right. I dread to do it. Uh-huh. But I remember like we'd play games really late. And then when somebody was about to like black out, like one person would go to sleep, the other person would play for like another hour. But then the rule was always, hey, if you wake up before me, wake me up so we can keep playing right. games in yeah. the morning. I remember that, and yeah. then the ant comes up at like, you know, whatever standard normal morning time at like 9 a.m. Like, you guys want to come eat breakfast or something? Come down here. <laughs> right. We're like, okay, okay. But it's uh, just like that ongoing, like, ah. So yeah, I want to say Mega Man it. X for me, obviously for multiple reasons, but I think that was my impetus. Mm-hmm. That's a good one to start with, I hear. I have heard good things from you about <laughs> Mega Man. Also, we played the one. Um, can't remember which one it was, though. It was X. It was X, yes. <laughs> you, you played it at my apartment. We took turns in the levels on the CRT. <laughs> right. Well, by take turns, you, that was a very generous thing. I died, and then Dave's like, yeah, he's going to the level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I've been playing that game on and off for a bit. That's fair. That is fair. <sighs> so, yeah, I can't close it out because you're the one with the list of questions. I mean, I can always come up with more questions. I have like three I didn't ask. I don't think they necessarily need to be asked unless you want something sappy i don't know i mean it's you're 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 piloting this you're orchestrating the the hunt train as it were okay so i will throw out this last question and you have the option to answer it honestly Mm -hmm. or do do a meme answer and be like nope good night because it'd be funny um where did it go what is a fond memory you share of our shared past hmm um fond memory i shared of our shared past so there was one time back in bloomsburg i accidentally um asked dave to be my best man (laughs) and it was next to a river i remember exactly um because we were hanging out um i can't remember everyone who was there but it was definitely me jenny you maybe somebody else rachel yeah um and i just in the moment didn't realize the difference between the term like best man and groomsman. Mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh yeah. So you will be one of my best men. <laughs> right? <laughs> like I'm establishing a cabal <laughs> of associates. You're like, yes, yes. I'll, I'll put my best men on it. Right. Um, and so, then later I looked it up and I was like, Oh, you only get one of those. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, so, it would be Dave anyways. <laughs> so it was like a double date at the river type thing. Like uh-huh. we got, I think, hoagies from probably Berrigan's because it's the best place there. Yeah. And it was Depending like. Depending on where you live in the world, those could be called subs. Just to clarify. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah. Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> but you're Probably gay, not. my son. But you're gay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But yeah, like it was like this nice thing, and we like we were chatting, and Jake kind of asked amidst discussion, like, "Hey, do you want to be a best man at my wedding?" Yeah, which I figured, like, oh, he fucked the sentence mildly, but still, <laughs> it was like a nice offer to be a part of his wedding. I graciously uh-huh. accepted, and then we didn't talk about it for like a couple of days, and then he messaged me. He's like. So I just found out what a best man was. <laughs> I'm like, oh, is this is now being rescinded. And he's like, nah, we're good. <laughs> like, yeah. 
It was really funny. As it turns out, it was, I mean, it was the right call. I don't think, like, we were friends at that point, and we probably... Um, I mean, I hope we know. were friends at that point, and we're just like, <laughs> hey, hey date, basically. like, took a class with. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say that, like, our relationship progressed past that point more. We're like, I, we, there was several people who... Just bragging a bit here. There were several people I was friends with when I was in college. <laughs> it was more than two. <laughs> um, but uh, as it turns out, that was that was a very uh, happy accident um, coincidence. Steal the term from Bob Ross, who also great memory us painting for my bachelor party. Um, but uh, I I I don't regret that one at all. That was a hundred percent like, huh? Okay. This is the world line thing you're coming back to. Like some, one of these coincidences where it's just like that kind of just worked out. Although that may be less dramatic in this case, because if I would have looked up what the best man like process was later, mm-hmm. I'd have been like, it's got to be Mike or Dave. So I beat Mike on a technicality. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You got the tiebreaker. <laughs> by being the person I talked to first about it <laughs> yeah um, I would say that that'd be the memory that'd be the sappy the sappy memory to end on but we grew up together also yeah Come, that was the other joke fact. answer that I didn't want to feed you but uh, uh-huh. it, it, it yeah. was there yeah yeah mm-hmm. it would be funny if people were like trying to roughly track the like chronology uh, that we've laid out here. Like I was talking about moving across the country and stuff. And then we get to the end and it's like, and they grew up together and you're like, wait. <laughs> hmm. Once, once Jake found the gal of his dreams, I had to fa- follow him out here for college. <laughs> right. Davis just <laughs> hanging on to the back of the car. <laughs> 2000 well, miles. I was sketching. That was, that was ah, in okay. there. That's the term. Sketching. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> we opened the truck to like unpack it. It's like air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh. Well, that's all I have. I don't want to uh, drag this out for you, but thank you for being so open and mm-hmm. intimate with us. Us being me and the Mike. listeners. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to get up my twenty percent. <laughs> 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 well I'm, I'm i'm gonna get ready to smash here in a minute but mm-hmm. is there any final parting words you have for the audience uh yeah thank you guys for listening to this episode um actually uh i appreciate that uh, you stuck through uh this episode completely hopefully you've also checked out the dave episode like dave was saying a month ago i think that um this is kind of a this is a glimpse into the alternate reality where we just talked about things a bit more instead of specifically video games, um, and in particular more personal topics. And it feels good. It feels good to to talk about some of this stuff. So thank you guys for sticking around for it, um, even past the commercial break, which we obviously had as we make money off this. Um, and uh, also shout out to Dave for the insightful questions and reaching out to people. Thank you for those that submitted uh, questions, I guess that he reached out to, I didn't expect that. Um, so Gennaro and my wife, who I will just thank later, I guess. Um, and uh, if you have uh, any ideas for future episodes or things, maybe you want to hear about us trivia, who knows? Um, 
You can send those ideas in to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Or you could join the discussion about our personal lives on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night.